Weirdo Weirdo Bookworms Unite! Unite. Do your reading tastes range from dystopian sci-fi to middle-grade fantasy? Dark psychological thrillers to gory body horror? From YA paranormal swords and sorcery? Extraterrestrials? Murder? Mayhem! And beyond! Then we want to share our love of reading with you. Welcome home. Happy New Year! Happy New Year, genre junkies! It's that time. It's the time for our favorite books of 2023. So we decided we just, we had to pick five. Yeah, it's five. And it's our most favorite books of the the year. year. (laughs) And, you know, we, we didn't read as many books. We were short, what, like maybe two or three books than, than we should have been, something like that. a few more than that. It, we were this was a, this was a lighter year for us. We um, were going through a lot of personal stuff, family stuff, work stuff. We both um, changed job positions, and that came with radical new schedules, including especially radical, Scott. Radical changes, yeah. But we're feeling really good. We're feeling really confident. I feel like we finished the year strong. I feel like we're both really ramped and ready for 2024, and we kind of got it figured out now 2024 it's weird it's yes. weird to say that it is it's very weird but so um but so you know just just know that like we're we're picking it up and um gonna have a strong 2024 um shout out to people who have found us recently by listening to such sharp teeth which is having a moment yeah thank you thank you thank you i saw i saw that i saw you all over there um that one's been going around on the social medias again well deserved that was a favorite book of was it last year I think that was last year. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Um, It feels like just last year. It's really crazy because um, I'm a lurker on TikTok. I lurk. I sometimes comment. I always like. I try to engage without, you know, I don't make content on TikTok. Um, And and on social media, on the book talk, we're a little involved too uh, over on Instagram. But it's really cool how many books we have loved that have gotten a lot of traction lately and are kind of picking up kind of kind of older books like, you know, Holly Black has been found by a lot of people. Sarah J. Moss <laughs> has been popping off. Um, uh, other ones, too, that it's like, oh, oh, my God, we reviewed that. Like, or we reread that or I read that. And it's kind of, you know, a little bit of a backlist title at this point and um through social media people are finding and reading these books again and i think it's so so amazing that has to be one of my favorite parts of social media is that books are thriving i know there's some ugly stuff that comes with you know book talking and all that but let's just focus on like focus on how amazing is that that like books are like and you know what some people like it's a trend it won't let who cares right now it is and there will be people that find books through book talk and it makes them dedicated readers again it makes them excited to read especially genre fiction this this is worth celebrating it's really neat like i feel like books have always had kind of a weird a weird up and down when it comes to the tail end of books like we used to have paperbacks and that's when things would have a second life and get really popular and then i feel like there was a period of time there where you know people would get in at the very beginning and then 
books would disappear for a while if it didn't hit early. It's fun to see stuff have a have a second life and and pick up later and authors become more famous for their older works. It's really cool. That's very very cool. So, yay. Let's keep that up. <laughs> Let's keep books exciting and trending forever and ever and ever and not banned because only bad guys banned books. We know this. Hello, what did Indiana Jones teach us? Nothing? <laughs> so um, before we talked about books, I wanted to talk a little bit about movies. Yeah, Sandra is hitting her uh, backlist for the year real hard right now. Because I'm trying to watch, you know, movies before the end of the year so it makes my, my top movies, and that is really hard to do. I never get to all the movies I want to see. But I did watch Saw 10, and as a Saw devotee, um, 10 out of 10 stars, 10 out of 10 saws, 10 out of 10 billies on a bicycle. Saw, saw, saw 10 out of 10? Yes, I absolutely loved it. Chef's kiss, well, I have no notes. Uh, we watched Saltburn. Oh, God, wow. what a fabulous film. That is that is blowing up on TikTok right now, too. Maybe it's just because TikTok knows I watched it that I'm suddenly seeing it, but... Emerald Fennel can do no wrong. Wow, wow, wow. I was not prepared. <laughs> it's so good. It feels literary. It feels literary. It really does. It feels like if you took, you know, a classic book that you had to read in high school. I say had, like that's a bad thing, but yeah. I think you know what I mean. And then... And then you know, complete with with some challenging imagery, and then made it into a beautiful film. It's dark content. It's dark, dry humor. Go into it as blind as possible, and just enjoy enjoy the ride of that one. And then we also saw Poor Things. Uh, oh, poor things. A beautiful Frankenstein reimagining. Uh, absolutely gorgeous. And I think Mary Shelley would approve. I think that it was, you know, earlier this year uh, for the Colt show, we watched uh, The Bride. Which was it's a sting movie. Stings in it. Yeah, which um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the bride in the bride was not uh was not important. It was like they wanted to explore something interesting with that and didn't. This is what I wanted the bride to be. Yes. It's it's really beautiful. It's it's, it's beautiful. I mean, I won't give up my top five films because I think we're going to be talking about that on our New Year's episode with The Cult Show. But uh, I will say it's the number one most beautiful film I've seen this year. Yeah, it's just gorgeous. And what a trip. Such an adventure. Um, love, love, loved it. See it in theaters if you still have the chance. Yeah. I, I really recommend it. It's really, it's really nice up there on the big screen, even though it's long and people are killing me with these long movies. I like them. I like them a lot. Saltburn's long too. But it's like, I just, I start to get that feeling like I've got to crawl out of my skin. <laughs> and I'm like, I love this, but uh, what's wrong with me? Do I have like an attention thing? No, what's I think, wrong with me? I think you have a reasonable adult bladder. <laughs> <laughs> I really feel like any film that's over two hours needs an intermission. Or I just want to stretch. Just a 10-minute stretch break. I just want to stretch. Okay. So for those of you who have not joined us before, we do a little thing around here when we pick our top books of the year where we, we make a little pairing. We do a cocktail. We do a mocktail. We do a recipe a food, perhaps. Um, maybe one day somebody will do one book where we do all of the above. You get a full spread. I don't know. But um, but the, the buffet is open. Uh, the bar, the cocktail mocktail bar is officially open. Uh, 
It's a cash bar. <laughs> <laughs> so what we do is we talk about our favies and we make our little pairing. And often is the case where these are in no particular order. Is That's the case for me. How about you? That is 100% correct. Although, uh, Sandra and I did agree on what we're going to bring first. because sometimes, uh, Yeah, sometimes we kind of spoil each other yeah. a little bit. So we decided, well, you know what? We'll go in on this one together. Yeah, and, and, and part of that is because uh, part of the reason I wanted to do this one first because my other ones kind of all fit a theme. Oh, okay. I realized so that's perfect. Then yep. So coming in at number five, but again, no particular order. We chose "Root Work" by Tracy Cross. So the little sweetie <laughs> that we picked for this book is called a ginger root puff, and you can find that on the Tiptoe Fairy blog. It's the cutest name in the world, a ginger root puff. So um, it's got the name Root in it. And that's really kind of what sold it. As I was just like, oh, that's just perfect. Um, Obviously, this Root and that Root have nothing to do with each other. But you know what? It's it's fine. Um, and it's also served in a mason jar, which is so incredibly Southern. Um, as far as I'm concerned, everything can be served in either a mason jar yeah. or one of those one of those glasses that look like a soda can. Or the skull of your enemies. Yeah. So, or a horn, or a horn. I guess there's lots of things you can serve. Oh, but the in. horn I, is going to have to be humanely found in the wild for me. Okay, yeah, yeah I, that's fine. No rhino horns here. But the blood of my my enemies in their skull that was taken <laughs> with deliberation. Um, so normally I hate any sort of whipped cream, but Scott really likes it. So I'm willing to try this, okay? I'm willing to try this. So you're going to use real whipping cream, which I know is different than the creepy shit in the can. Um, you use real whipping cream, and you put that at the bottom of your mason jar. Then you add the ginger beer, and then you add a ton of ice. You have like half a cup of crushed ice, which who does not love crushed ice? And then when you're pouring in the ginger root beer, you get a big fluffy cloud at the top. Mm. So there's also kind of this sense of childlike wonderment, which, you know, fits with our little magical girlies in the book. Um, it's kind of a float element. There's a, it. Yeah, it's a variation on a root beer float. So... And the ginger, too, that's a nice spice. It's a magical sort of ingredient. So that just really kind of sold it for us as well. Um, for those of you who know, we had Tracy interviewed on our show, and she is so phenomenal. She is truly a phenomenal human being, and I really hope she comes to California and hangs out with us sometime in Northern California, and we can just go romping about looking for ghosts and stuff. Um, it's a beautiful book straight from the heart about powerful women and... Um, uh, yeah, I just, I found the, the, every time we interview an author, it touches my heart and it never, ever leaves me. Um, but I don't know, my face hurt from Tracy. I laughed so hard. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And, I think I still yeah. have maybe a cramp in my face from that interview. <laughs> and just her, her characters in that book, um, just they they live in my heart and that's what makes favorite books for me is it's often ones i just can't stop thinking about mm -hmm. the the tone of that book in particular is so powerful and effective it's it, it, there's kind of this this mistiness surrounding everything in my mind you know what i mean it's, yes 
it's just a beautiful feeling book in my head, in my mind's eye. Yeah, it's um, and I I just cherish it and i think of it so fondly and we really want people to read that book and to not forget about that book and there will be more from tracy coming and more from these characters and it's just it's so exciting so don't forget to study up with your root work all right so i guess i will drop my next uh please my next book and again these are in no particular order except these next four books that i have have a theme. It was completely unintentional, but when I look at this list, I realize I clearly had a type this year. Do you want to, do you want me to tell you what it is or do you want to guess at the <sighs> end? You know, I'm I'm very I feel like this year more than other years, I feel like you're really going to confound me you think with so? your choices. Okay. So, I I'm very like I, I, this could go so many ways. Okay, well then I am going to go with Kings of the Wild. Oh, what a shocker. It's on my list too. <laughs> uh, it is exactly what I wanted in an epic fantasy uh, uh, party going on a quest kind of story. Uh, the characters are incredibly like fun and realized, and uh, there's just so many mo- moments to root for and be excited for in the book. Uh, another one with a great setting and atmosphere. It's clearly b- built in kind of a Dungeons & Dragons-esque fantasy setting, but original and creative in its own way. And uh, what I am pairing it with is actually uh, a food. I think I have food for almost all of these. Oh, look at you. Um, And this is going to be a good old-fashioned big turkey leg drumstick. <laughs> like a Ren Fair Disneyland. Exactly. I mean, it is that kind of thing. It's a Ren Fairish book. It feels very, it brings you into like what you want the Renaissance feeling to be. You know what I mean? Like oh, people yeah. having fun and lutes playing in the background and, and like over the top costumes and armors and weaponry. So that's, that's, that's what I went with. Um, do you have any tips for people at home for how to prepare a turkey leg? So brining is the most important part when you are making turkey. Uh, it is a step that cannot be skipped. Get get uh, creative with it. Go cloves, oranges, any kind of spices you can think of. A little bit of sweetness really brings it out. Uh, don't worry about how much salt you're using in the brine. It's not it's not really used. Uh, it's not really going to add a ton of sodium it's 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 to create the flavors and to to bring the moisture in and out of the meat uh brine your meat <laughs> um well let me give us something to wash it down with yes <laughs> so yeah kings of the wild is on my book kings of the wild by nicholas eames so we're gonna have a nice spiced hot cider yes. with this, and we just had some on Christmas Day and on alcoholic spice cider, so that kind of inspired this. Um, this one is I found on from a place called Platings and Pairings. This is a stovetop version. It's gonna take a long time. It takes like forty five minutes to an hour, but you can do it in like a slow cooker, instant pot, anything like that. So, you take a gallon of apple juice, a half a cup of fresh or frozen cranberries, the rind of an orange, six cinnamon sticks, three star anise, two tablespoons of maple syrup, one tablespoon of allspice berries, one tablespoon of pure vanilla extract. And they said this is optional. I do not think this is optional. Orange slices, cranberries, cinnamon sticks apple slices i mean 
it I feel like we just had that at Christmas. This is basically this what is we basically just had. Basically what we've had. And yeah. you just basically you put them all in a large saucepan if you're doing like I said, the stovetop, you simmer it, um, you reduce to low heat and you just let it simmer for like forty five minutes to an hour. Um so this one goes out to my boy Matt, Maddie Matrick, if you know you know. Um so I wanted something that like had that Ren Fest vibe that like, you know, that meaty mold wine thing without being alcoholic. Um, so despite a few warts, this book completely possessed me. And I would say possessed us, Scott and I. Uh, the friendship, the humor, the originality. I deeply love and care about the characters in this book and i loved the action i loved the adventure i loved not knowing what was around every corner this book was very exciting um and so funny so so funny and i think about it all the time i think about these friends all the time so i guess you're next well i suppose i should go next here let me scroll back here um my next book is the stolen air by holly black of course holly black and this is one that amanda and i did so holly is the queen of fairy um her books her books just help me they give me such life um they fill my heart with joy they set my imagination on fire uh we met the characters in this book um oak and siren when they were kids and now they're adults and it's so emotional to be like oh my god they grew up on us and and it's like you know now it's their adventure and it's their story now and what they're going through and just nobody nobody does it like holly black for me um basically basically i don't think she could do any wrong i think holly black could murder somebody and i'd be like i'm it's fine (laughs) i'm sure she has a reasonable explanation um so it it wouldn't be a countdown without me making some sort of a blue drink (laughs) of course i've gotta have my blue drinks so uh this is a blue lagoon mocktail but we're not thinking of it tropically we're Mm -hmm. thinking of it in an icy sort of way because that is very certain um icy white court of teeth cold 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 and amanda and i both love ice (laughs) we love ice in our beverages so this was this is also just perfect for us um so you take non-alcoholic blue curacao syrup half an ounce of that uh an ounce of lemon juice and two ounces of your preferred lemon lime soda so you could do diet or regular or whatever you want there. And if you want it sweeter, add more syrup. So hella, hella ice. You pour this in there and you are transported to the court of teeth. And that turns out blue, does it? Yes, because the blue curacao. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Hmm. I might have to reconsider my mocktail for <laughs> for uh, for the New Year's. That's very similar to the idea that I had. <laughs> All right. Well, then my next book is Mr. Magic. I knew that would be on your favorites. And that, of course, I mean, every every time it's really hard to make these damn lists. It's really hard. And we've talked many times as we get older, it's harder and harder to pick favorites of things it, because stuff hits you so differently. And but I knew I knew Mr. Magic would be on your list. It transported me. Uh, 
there's there it has a perfect balance between um not exactly knowing what's going on and and dealing out to you at a good pace to explain not only what is going on but who these characters are and who they and where they're coming from um i also really i just i remember children's shows yes yes and so Again, not a very difficult recipe to You're make. You're wearing a death to smoochy shirt as we talk <laughs> about am. this. I am. You're yeah. right. Um, so I I went with Lucky Charms is the thing that came to my mind. You know, they're always after me, Lucky Charms. <laughs> um, and it's because for me, that feeling of childhood, I, when, I'm, when I'm transported to this childhood innocence and this creativity, I, I think of Lucky Charms. I never had them. I mean, not never, obviously. I had them like once a year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But just a bowl of Lucky Charms with milk, and you have to let the Lucky Charms charm sit for just a minute to get the marshmallows a little bit softer Mm -hmm. and yet let the milk kind of like absorb some of those colors um there's also one other thing that it was a second place as far as a a pairing food Mm. with this and this was uh from what i understand mr roger's favorite food go on banana bread oh how cute i don't know if you've ever made banana bread i haven't but it's the best thing to do if you keep bananas in the house and you actually want them to be brown like we're talking you would never you would you think they've gone bad brown all the way brown but the inside is very mushy and makes a really good uh like emulsifier for for the banana bread it's delicious it's it's you know it's again it reminds me of you know it gets some cinnamon there in there Mm -hmm. it reminds me of just like 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 nostalgia yes comfort um but has a little spice kick on the back with the cinnamon um dip it in your lucky chair (laughs) (laughs) but yeah mr magic was really good i loved it in print i loved it as an audiobook um I, I I wanted every single character to be happy. It, it just it's a great film, great book, and I want it to be a film, which is pretty rare for me to actually want a film adaptation of a book. I do think about Mr. Magic, and I I really enjoyed my time reading it. I really enjoyed reading the author's um, afterward and kind of about the book and thank you and kind of really really getting the full picture of what she was talking about in that book, um, which is really rewarding. All right, for me, this is our most recent book, Winterset Hollow. Oh, um, I thought that this would be on your top list. Absolutely, Winterset Hollow by Jonathan Edward Durham. And I've been recommending this book to people ugh, all over the place, all over the place. So what I picked is called Lady, Lady Lavender's Mocktail. Ooh. <laughs> Um, it looks wild and it's full of beautiful flora and I would go, I'm going to go heavy on the garnish with this. So you need ice, you need three ounces of fresh grapefruit juice, three uh, quarter ounces of uh, lavender syrup and two ounces of chilled club soda. I would probably use fizzy water and a basil sprig and a fresh lavender sprig and then a quarter of grenadine quarter ounce of grenadine and they say preferably homemade which I, sounds really exciting to me i don't think i don't know how to make homemade grenadine we'll have to fix that so you fill a cocktail shaker with ice and you add the grapefruit juice the lavender syrup the grenadine and you shake it you strain into an ice-filled collins glass mm. and then you stir in the club soda and you garnish 
and I'm going to say heavily garnish with basil and lavender sprigs until it's just almost like I, w- I want this to be at the point where I almost can't drink out of it because, because it's, it's so, so full herby. and it's so filled with floral and you're just like you're drinking it you're immersing your senses in it just like this goddamn book did to me so the animals in this book I carry them in my heart I they will never leave me these characters they will never leave me i can say that sure they have some murderous intentions <laughs> um but really of course the stars of it are are running in fennec and i have a hard time getting mad at them uh for anything um the themes of this book that spoke to me, environmentalism, compassion for all living things, especially animals, the evils of colonization. And then it's wrapped up in this exciting book that feels like just folk horror. And uh, I mean, it kind of is folk horror, but it's like we stole someone's folk horror and, and, um, and lots of dark humor and beauty. And I, I kind of am obsessed with horror when it's, well, period. But also I'm kind of obsessed <laughs> with horror when it's set in the daytime, when it's set in beautiful settings. Mm-hmm. There's something about that juxtaposition that, um, I mean, I'll always love a dark and stormy night, but there's something about that brightness, beautiful nature or a beautiful setting of some kind that's like... It feels so wrong. Somewhere where it shouldn't be happening. Yes. So thank you, Winterset Hollow. All right. Well, my penultimate choice for 2023. What if we have the same? We don't know if we have the same last one. We don't. I, I don't know. I don't know if we do. So penultimate, it means second to last. Oh, oh, this is my last one on my list. Oh, I have two more. Okay, so yeah, do th- do this one and then we'll each do our last pick. Okay, yeah. So my penultimate one is You Sexy Thing. Oh, okay. She didn't make the list, but she was great. So this one, first of all, the story about me finding this book was incredible. This was a blind date book. Yeah. This is a blind date book uh, in a bookstore in Montana. Actually. You guys all know what that is. It's when the book is wrapped up and there's kind of a teaser. There's just a teaser. It's just a teaser on the front that says kind of what this is. And what the teaser said was uh, Farscape meets the Great British Bake Off. And I had to get it. This book I have recommended to so many people. It is a wonderful found family book on a spaceship in space. Um and that's a really good description of it too, especially that Farscape feeling. The you know, there's that, there's the, there's the family, both all of the th- good things and bad things that come with family. There's the it's cozy, the, it's cozy. It is, it is sexual. It's, it's, it's all of the best things that you want in that kind of book. Now, what I am pairing this with again, I'm going with a feeling of a, a feeling that you get with a particular food. I'm going to tell you how to get this before I tell you what it is. You are going to wait, and you're going to hear off in the distance. There's a there's a there's a chiming musical sound. It's it's the ice cream truck. Oh no! And you're going to open that door, and you're going to run halfway to the truck, and you're stop, and you're going to run back to your loved one. Maybe it's your parent, maybe it's your wife, maybe it's your cat, and you're going to beg them for that dollar with inflation. Maybe it's $5 now. (laughs) 
and you're going to run out to the ice cream truck and there's going to be other kids with you. And you have that kind of shared experience with those other kids on the block, all excited about the ice cream truck being there. And you're going to get your rocket pop. <gasps> rocket pop. And you are going to enjoy that rocket pop. And you had that, that experience with all of those kids and the nice man in the ice cream truck. Uh, and that's just, that's the feeling and, and the food that I get with this book. That's really, really fun. Um, yeah, that book is is a cozy, cozy good time. I mean, that's not to say there's in some high stakes and some emotional things that, that happen, but it falls into that, like, kind of good feeling. It's a good feeling book. Yeah, it, it, there are... There are stakes. There are yes. certainly stakes, but but through all of them, you just have this this feeling of joy of being with these characters that are with each other. Are you ready for my last book on the list? I am, and I wonder if I I actually think we might have the same book now. I think we do, and I'm gonna be really I'm gonna be shooketh if you, if it's the same because I I wouldn't normally expect this from you, but I would expect this from you because of the book. Well, let me let me let me ask this and maybe we can we can suss this out, okay? okay? So, so far as this theme that I told you about for the year, we have you sexy thing. Mm-hmm. We have Kings of the Wild. Right. We have Mr. Magic. You went hard on the fantasy. I I actually did go hard and on Mr. the Magic's fantasy. Mr. Magic's fantasy horror um and you know, you sexy thing is more science fiction. Science there's a fiction, but it's a, it's a fantastical. But there's something else. There's something else about the. Is it found family? It's found family. I I really went hard into found family. Okay, this I year. know what your book is, and it's a wonderful book. And it's not your top book. It's not my top book, and it was hard. It's hard. Like I said, they all can't make it in. Wow. But, okay. Um, I love the book, and it's not currently in our house right now because people just snatch it up and borrow it. I should probably go with mine, and then you can you can take the last one. Then since you guessed right, it's okay. legends, it's and legends and lattes. Yes. Fabulous. Talk about your cozy found family book. The coziest. Um, when you talk about stakes, there the stakes are so beautifully low. In High fantasy, book. low stakes. It's, is what it says. It's so brilliant the way, and it's still so interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the feeling of playing a. Uh, of of playing those you know farming games those, those like those house building games that I can't seem to come to my mind the thing that got us through the pandemic um, oh like um the freaking the little island yeah I, the animals Animal Crossing. Crossing yeah oh my god we played we've only played Animal Crossing games for years yeah so yeah it's the Animal Crossing of books um it's just so beautiful and lovely and what's really fun about it is it clearly has a much larger world that the author has built around it it really feels like a a dungeons and dragons dungeon master who has created a universe and things that have happened at the same time as the party and things that have happened in the past and things that they have planned for the future that all tie in that that just kind of come into this very kind story of a former adventurer wanting to retire and creating a coffee shop. So sweet. And what else can I pair with this than a cup of espresso and a cinnamon bun? Oh, the cinnamon bun. And to get the cinnamon bun, I mean, 
you can't really make this yourself. You need to get a mouse to make it for you. <laughs> you need to go get yourself a mouse friend who just wants to be a baker and just wants and is just so excited to create their own things and and, and have them make you little cinnamon buns. I'm not crying. You're crying. The this book meant a lot to me as well. Um, like I said, it's not on my list, but I'd love to chime in, and I know you're going to chime in on my book too. Um, it's such a beautiful story about people having a second act in life. And in life, people have second acts. They have third, fourth acts in their life. And, you know, about maybe that's a person you were, but that's maybe not who you want to be. About just the glory of just having your own space in the world. It's really sweet. And creating that space for others at the same time. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, delightful, delightful. Now, I am fascinated to know what your final book is, and I think I know. It can only be How to Sell a Haunted House. I knew it. By Grady Hendrix, um, which I am a little surprised was not on your list. It very, very, very barely, very, very barely missed it. I love puppets (laughs) so much. So I chose a watermelon mocktail. The story is set in the South and watermelons feel very Southern to me. I think they're like a big crop in the South. Um, And the writer of this, uh, this recipe, they said there that you can even use a mason jar. If you don't have a cocktail shaker, you can really use anything with a good seal for your shaker. Okay. And I don't think we have a shaker anymore. Yes, so we we're should. Uh, going to use a jar. We're going to use a jar. We um, have plenty of mason jars. And I found this on Mindful Mocktails. So, and I'm sorry, you're allergic to watermelon, so you're not going to have any of those. That's fine. I'm used to it. We're going to take watermelon cubes and lime juice from one lime, and we're going to put it in a jar. Like, pretty, like a lot of watermelon and the juice of one lime, mm-hmm. right? And we're going to muddle it up. Then we're going to put in some mint leaves. Then we're going to put in some ice. We're going to shake it. Then we're going to top it with soda water. And again, when when they say soda water, I think fizzy water. Yeah. Or kombucha. Kombucha. That's an inside joke between <laughs> us. But And the kombucha. Um, optional, but I'm doing it. A splash of apple cider vinegar. And oh. Can, yeah. And then you can garnish it with a lime wedge or a watermelon slice. So it's a little sweet and a little sour, just like the book. Oh. Um, you know the worst part about being allergic to watermelon is? Huh. I remember what watermelon tastes like. It's good. It's really good. It's I juicy. miss it. Um, Grady Hendrix has never shared me wrong. We've had the privilege of, of interviewing him as well. He was a lovely person. Um, this book, I, I think about a lot. I think about it a lot, a lot. And I think about it for the humor. I think about it for it being a lovely um sibling story which i'm a sucker for and i also think about this little villain who i had such compassion and such understanding for i mean really it's the radical puppet collective that's going to like (laughs) that you can't stop thinking about that chapter is probably the thing that sticks with me the most this year is that single chapter it's one of the best things i've ever Um, so yeah, it's, it's a really, it's a beautiful story. Um, again, about kind of second chances in a lot of way, there's some touchings on grief in there as well that I think is really important. There's kind of like, um, 
again there's humor really darkly funny uh, but there's just such sweetness and such cuteness in it too and um yeah so i'm gonna make this and then i guess we're gonna go to the waffle house <laughs> you know it's you know what else is 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 fun about you know thinking about books over the past year is you know this how to, how to sell a haunted house would win for the most memorable book recommendation of the year because mm-hmm. we recommended this book to a very good friend of ours who hates puppets has a legitimate fear of felt puppets and we knew we knew this when we recommended it but we also knew the devil and we said read it anyway (laughs) and we did i don't think we warned him either no that would have been a spoiler (laughs) um and he loved it but it's just his reaction over text and in person was just (laughs) such such a memorable experience that it and and we knew despite his 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 real terror of felt puppets we knew that his reaction would be positive regardless it, of we wouldn't we wouldn't we wouldn't set somebody up for for torture if if it was uh if it was a real real dangerous thing for them no or like an insanely you know like bad trigger warning yeah exactly, warning exactly. Or something. i should but probably this, clarify but that. this was just a little devilry where we're like you know what just put your little phobia aside because you're gonna have a really good time you will laugh you will cry you will shriek in terror all of the above and um I'm really glad to see uh, there's been a lot of outpouring of love and support for Grady Hendrix for this book. Seems like a lot of people, um, this might be one of their favorites of his. I could see that. It's 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 one of it's one of the wildest. So now I'm really hungry and really thirsty. Oh, okay. (laughs) Because talking about all these treats and treasures, and I want to eat something, drink something, and read a book. I want that cinnamon roll and coffee right about now. All right. Well, thank you so much for another fantastic year, John of Junkies. Thank you for sticking with us because it's been a rough one. Um, and we're sorry for some of that inconsistency. It just it just can't be helped when life gets in the way. But we'll always be here for you. And we're so appreciative of all of you that stick with us, even though, you know, this year has not been the most consistent. Um, we see you, we see you guys, we see you sticking with us. It's it's really appreciated. We love you so much. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful end to 2023. I'm Sandra. I'm Scott. And please keep reading past your bedtime. Yay.